Welcome back to the DS Chronicles of Demon Slayer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. I'm Chaz. And today we're here to cover Season 1, Episode 21, Against Core Rules of Demon Slayer. Season 1. <laughs> <laughs> episode 21. What did you think of the episode? Loved it. Alright. No, I, I did like this a lot. Um, I mean, we get, especially the ending. The little yeah, the ending for sure. Teaser is the little teaser was awesome. nice. Yeah. I like the little teaser. I knew you as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, Ronnie's gonna love." You this. think that, or yep. did you think think about me? I always think about. you. I want to get your first take on this first half, but I say we'll do that in the episode. Um, let's hop right in. We open up on a good old fashioned snowball fight. Now I say good old fashioned, but can I just say, and this pains me to say, it really does. Snowball fights overrated why do you say that where to start one when we get snow in georgia it's not a lot of times it's too hard to really there's never like where is this fluffy snow that people are making snowballs out of it's icy which makes for hard balls which and then people are always like oh actually uh don't actually throw that out at me because it's that would hurt pretty significantly you know yeah people get see i'm not like that you're like drill me. Drill me. I mean, because that's a, a snowball. When you make it and it's icy like that, it might as well be a baseball. <laughs> yeah, it, it is very rare. Sometimes well, in Georgia, especially when you pack it yeah, in. Yeah, but in Georgia, you will maybe once every five years actually get soft snow. Right, and that's when it is fun though. Because the allure of a snowball fight is when you see them and they're more like you know it's all real fluffy and you throw it and they kind of just. Poof. Yeah. That's the sound that a snowball makes in movies and stuff like that. It goes poof when mm-hmm. it hits you. Ours are more kind of like. <laughs> yeah. It's like going snowboarding or skiing in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You yeah. fall. It's, uh, I went snowboarding. I've it's, only snowboarded It's more once. like ice skating. It's, it's like ice skating and you fall multiple times if you've never done it before. And it's just like hitting Because it's like bricks. fake snow. It's, it's not fa- real. It's all. Well, it's ma- yeah, it's man-made. Yeah. They just blow it with machines. Yeah, man-made. Which there's, is, just, there's just a guy out there just yeah. hammering away on the snow. Which is still crazy to me that they can just... Make like that snow. snow is not even supposed to be there. It's right. just there. It's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, it's like hitting concrete when you fall. And so that's one reason. Okay. Then two, uh, I don't know if I've got like legit snow gloves, but you can't use the gloves to make it. You got to take the gloves off to really properly make a snowball. Then they freeze. What freezes? Your hands? Uh, your hands. Well, yeah, that's... Here's the thing. I don't think they're overrated. One, we don't. We just don't get enough of it in Georgia. Two, uh, just don't be a pussy. All right. All right. Like, you, next time it snows, I cannot wait to get into a snowball fight with you, even though it won't be as fun we as will. I'm hoping. We're vlogging it. Because it won't last for more than five to ten minutes, because eventually you're going to be like, oh, it's, oh, my hands are, oh, they're so cold. But I think a ten-minute snowball fight is the appropriate time. When I see people snowball fighting, I see them building forts out of, you know, you build snow walls, you build little snow concaves. We're not going to have enough snow for that. <laughs> I've built a snowman. I'll show the picture of the snowman that I built. So I don't like to hear you say that. That's the thing. I know. That's what I'm saying. You might, we might get enough snow for that, or we might just get enough snow to do like half a snowball. You never know here. Like I'm talking, we get a wheelbarrow and we take it to an off where or off site location where okay. we fill that up with snow to allow for more snow in the given location that the snowball fight takes takes place. Okay. We'll see. All right, dude. Whatever. What uh, third reason I don't like snowball fights? You're not as passionate about them as I am. I'm not. I'm not. God. All right. Anyway, on to well, really, still the first second of the show. Um, we have a kid looking up who turns out to be Rui. He's not part of the snowball festivities. He's off to the side. We have a kid. Um, he seems sickly due to his classic TV cough. You know, you can't always portray sickness through television. Um, yeah. So a lot of times you just have to give him a cough. Because I mean, don't I mean you got anything for me there? I mean, yeah. I I don't know what else. What else could he do to like maybe sip on some like hot soup or something? I mean, because he's not like in a wheelchair or anything. He's just sitting there, and he looks like a relatively. I mean, it's already the lighting is very pale driven. 
So just we can't be like, oh, he's paler than the other kids that are playing in snow. So they give him a cough, and you hear the cough, and it's a cough that I do every single day. But in this case, it's it's pretty serious with him. I mean, you are right, because in Attack on Titan, when there was a few sick people, all they did was just little... <coughs> You're like, it's, oh, God. It's never a massive cough. It's always just the... <coughs> Stay away from me. Um, now I'm no doctor, but I imagine the part of the reason he could be under the weather is wearing flip-flops outside, such as he is, yeah. on a snowy day like this. Now, is that a myth? What? I've heard that's a myth. What is? That if it just because it's cold outside and you're not wearing like proper attire that you get like super sick from it. I've heard that's a myth. I don't know if it's true or not. I mean, if it's a myth or if it's not a myth and that's true, that it doesn't matter, you've blown my mind because I don't, yeah, I mean. I mean, I could see if you're prolonged outside for like, you could, oh, if you're in 30 degree weather, butt naked for like three hours, then yeah, I could see how that's wrong. But I've heard that. You know, we, we've always, especially from the elders, they're always like, oh, after you're, I would play basketball and after basketball, I would just still be in my jersey and just walk outside. It'd be like 40 degrees, but I'm, because I just played, I'm hot. So when I walk outside, the, my grandma would be like, oh, youngin, you need to, you need to bundle up or you're, you're going to get sick. And not once did I ever get sick. Well, from- now that I think might be different because then, like you said, you're already, like your blood's already flowing your okay. body temperature's up. So I could see we're there. You know, you go play some basketball and you walk out. It might not matter. Because then I heard somebody, it was one of my buddies growing up. I don't even like the guy anymore, but oh. he said he said really? it's a myth. What happened? He's off in Hawaii, if you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, but he yeah. said it's a myth that the elders, they just like to say that. Interesting. That would blow my freaking mind. Well, message us. Somebody tell us. Yeah, let us know. Um, anyway, he will fall to the ground as another young one runs up panicked because Rui isn't even supposed to be outside, they say. They're like, what are you doing here? Get inside. We go into the OP, and after that, we get a Rui voiceover talking about how he... I bet he's sick of people telling him to be inside. Nice. Thanks. How he was a sickly child as it shows him lying in bed. He couldn't run. Even walking was a struggle. So... I'm wondering what kind of sickness this is. He doesn't say. Yeah, they never say. Um, I would say it's got to be like scoliosis, maybe. You think some scoliosis? Yeah, that, yeah. That's you have scoliosis. You can't. Gives you a cough. You can't like do things as well. <laughs> okay. I um, used to know somebody that had scoliosis. And how are they now? They had to do like seven stretches a day. And now their spine is like semi-straight. You remember getting, uh, that was like the one thing the nurse had to do all year at like your elementary school? your vertebrae. Like at an elementary school, really any school for that matter, there's like two things that a nurse does. Well, three things, three things. Okay, one, they uh, will, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, three things. Administer crackers to people. Get bags of ice. Okay. Give people bags of ice. Two, keep track of all like the prescriptions that kids have to emergencies prescriptions. Yep. And we all know you had to deal Where with you that. Have to send, yeah, I mean, Miss Mayweather always had my uh, inhaler ready to go. If I need it, I just stop by there. My parents filled out the note at the beginning of the year. They say, You here for a puff, Ron? I said, Yep, thanks, Mayweather. Uh, number three, check for scoliosis. Mm-hmm. This is once a year, you go in there. I remember you'd line up like four or five at a time. We'd go in pods. Then you'd go in, you'd take, or well, you wouldn't even take your shirt off. You'd just bend over. They'd tighten your shirt real so she could get a look-see of the landscape of that spine. Or they would just fill up your shirt. They might fill, whoa. They were filling up your shirt, dude? They slid their that hand underneath that shirt? That never happened to you? No, dude. I got that's... felt up a lot as a kid. They would do the cough, the whole turn and cough thing That's not me. how they were checking the spine on my side of town. Okay. I think they... Maybe that was wrong, then. They might have actually done it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just know you bent over and you walked out feeling proud every day. My nurse saved my throat growing up. I'm not kidding. Saved your throat? Saved my throat. Do you want to know how? Or do you want to just leave it at that? I would like to know okay. how. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and tell you. When I was a kid, I had strep throat multiple times. And you know... This could be a myth as well. If you have strep throat too many times, they say, okay, you got to get your tonsils out. Have you heard that? I got them out. 
I cut that throat too many times. Well, it wasn't like they're like, oh god, you're getting close to number ten. Okay, because they were like, I remember them saying something I also, like, I also, if do you, you ever have the getting croup? it? Do you ever have the croup cough? Nope. Okay, maybe that's why I didn't get mine out. That was another reason that I had mine out was along with strep throat. I was getting croup coughs, which was bad for my asthma, where I can't. If you heard it, you'd be like, "Oh wow, that is not a good cough." Like, yeah, yeah good thing you did that. But that's probably that's probably your main reason was. But the that was also asthma related. It might not have had anything to do with. Well, it. anyways, I had strep throat multiple times. We find out that the reason I kept getting it and my family was because our cat had it. Yeah, they're so filthy, we had to filthy we had to start cat. squirting shit into our, my cat's mouth. She hated it. But as soon as we did that, we never got strep throat again. So your school nurse did that. She said, "You need to check your cat." She's like, if "Y'all keep getting." She's like, "Does your whole family keep getting it?" And I was like, "Yes." She's like, "We'll need to check your cat." And so we started squirting Can all I just in say, my cat's mouth. I don't like the job your pediatrician was doing. I'm like, for all I know, it could have been the pediatrician. I'm just saying. I mean, that would make nurse. a whole lot more sense <laughs> because diagnosing kids with strep throat and giving them things they need to check out at home does not fall under the three categories yeah, I, I know. Of school but I just today. remember being at school and then starting to feel sick. So I would go to the nurse and then she'd be like, oh, let's see. You might have strep throat. You need to go to your pediatrician. And she might have thrown that idea before I even went to the pediatrician. So Shout anyway, she saved my throat. Good for her. Do you know her name? Yep. No. What? What was it? Miss Tonsil. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. That was her name. Uh, did you get your tonsils out? Nope. She that's what I was saying. She saved my tonsils. They I was Well, she <laughs> saved your Okay. I was one more I was one more strep away from It's nice it. not having them, dude. I love my tonsils, man. Yeah, you, I've always said that. I you should our tonsils. You should try know. all I'm saying is you should try it without. You'd be like, Whoa. What is a tonsil? My pathway straight it's really how i get so much food down it's just nothing's obstructing it you just woo 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 is that what it is it's the tunnel for food i don't know what they do obviously we don't need them they're just like little flappy boys back there i like mine man just what they do all right on to the second minute of the episode thank you to all the school nurses yep okay they don't get enough appreciation one day master muzan just comes strolling up Okay, I'm glad you're getting to this. I wanted to ask you so much about this. Does he just seek out people with illnesses that... He seeks out people that need hope. Is that what he does? Why did he go... Or does he just... Or it, Well, we also know that he was pretending to be a human. Mm-hmm. Or he is... Yeah, well, he's a demon. He's a demon. He was pretending to that be a That much human. I know. Was he just, does he just make, well, he go, he obviously was in society. So right. is he just in this village too? And he just happened to see him and he's like, oh, this is a good opportunity. I don't know. Or is he, is he looking for people that are sick like that? Uh, that's what I'm wondering. Are we going to come to find out that something about Tanji's family led him there? Like why, I could see why he would be focusing on sickly children. Honestly, it makes, Muzan's kind of a stand up guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes me feel for him. You know, he's like he's not just taking a normal healthy person and doing this to him. Although he but did, he did slaughter his whole family. Which would is, you have rather just died than end up how Rui ended up? I mean, what, and what he does here in a little bit. I might I, have just. I'd like to died. think. Th- I'd like to think that I was a cooler demon than Rui. Okay. You know, I wasn't just taking it out all my anger and issues out on others. That I could just, you know, do cool moves and chill out in the woods for a while. But well, it might be something about his blood just makes you angry and then well, you start you, doing that stuff. You said that the reason he uh, sought out Tanjiro's family, didn't he say something about the earrings? Like Tanjiro's earrings and was like, oh, God. Maybe. It's There's just, we got to learn a lot more about Muzan. And I'm excited to do it. But in this case, I thought it was very interesting. He just strolled up to this sickly child one day. And did he like talk to the parents? He's like, oh, by the way, I can help him. And they were like, oh, he's like freaking. What's it called? What's that foundation? Make a wish. He's like the the head leader of it. So he says his parents weren't happy because after consuming Muzan's blood, he couldn't go outside in the sun and had to devour humans to stay alive. Which I don't know. 
We haven't seen a whole lot of his parents, but that seems like there's something for them to be unhappy about. Yeah, did they know that? Like, did they know as soon as... Like, they didn't know... There's no way they knew that he was a demon, right? They were like... Like, how do you just say... Is they're like, like all right, well, this isn't... We're like, all right, well, Mr. Muzon, this isn't exactly the miracle drug you made it seem like. He can't yeah. go outside and... <laughs> And he's got to eat corpses. <laughs> it, it is. It I want to see that interaction. Did Muzan just come and be like, oh, I can... Is it like a genie situation where he makes promises, but there's always that bad part along with it? Was he just like, oh, I can make him live forever, and he can or, regain all bodily functions? Or did they even know that he came by? Because we never saw the parents talk to Muzan. We didn't. So they might not it even might have, know. It might have just been Ruiz call. He's like, hey, by the way, I took this experimental blood from this guy. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. There's a couple downsides. Yeah. Can't go outside in the day. For all got... the little kids listening to this podcast, do not take random strangers' blood. Right. I think that's a good rule. Probably a warning we need to say. So we see a scene where his parents catch him after a fresh kill, and he already looks like a spider ghost. Spider, yeah. Wh- so what's up with that? He, why the white, pale spider ghosts? I, we still never know why spiders. That could just be well. It's it's like uh, Nezuko. Why does she have exploding blood as her demon power? It's just I think it's just randomized. But okay, I mean, yeah, I get having it's like, like a randomized powers, but like why? Why are they all spiders? Why are who all spiders? His whole thing, like everyone, or he's no, a spider, I, and everyone think, he makes is spider-like. I think the re- he, like if Nezuko, his was, brother has literally got the body of a spider. That's what I'm saying. If Nezuko started doing that to people, they would all be able to like manipulate blood and stuff. I think right. that's why they're all like that. He ended like that because he was turned into a demon, and then he made them all like that. We need to see some more people that are have a different animal or different insect. Yeah, like a rhino family or yeah because then i'll be like all right the whole animal kingdom is open but right now we've only seen spiders how shitty would it be if you were like stink bug family like you just had like a shitty insect or something i mean really think about it it wouldn't be that bad because you stunk all the time you'd get used to it yeah you are used to it it'd be that it'd be bad for like a day (laughs) then you get used to it yeah, there's we've had a guy that we used to work with yeah. that uh, used to just bathe in his own. Yeah, you BO. know, you know that someone smells bad when you have to get HR involved. Yeah, the, and that is just first of all, I would never be an HR representative to begin with, but that is also just like how mm-hmm. you know, or like imagine that being your job, where this falls on your desk, and you're like, wow, I've got to talk to to matt about his hygiene yeah i would call him in and be like look i don't think i did the walkthrough of this facility well enough when you when i brought you on we're gonna take a walk to the shower so i just want to show you that they're there they're there we provide the soap the shampoo yeah it's really a good setup we got use it you know that's what they said too. They were like, oh, yeah. they were like, oh, if you know, at home showering is an issue, we provide facilities here. They were just like so proper about it. Oh God! For the love of God, we will even buy you deodorant. So he launches into a story about how he once heard of a father who died trying to save his child from drowning, and this deeply touched Rui because his own parents wouldn't make the same sacrifice for him. In fact, his parents tried to kill him. They did, but... But, I mean, you found... They opened up the closet, and he had just if you ransacked walk, a guy. If you walked in on your son murdering somebody, would you take up for him? If it was ill-advised? Well, if they were eating him. Yeah, what would you do? Would you call the police on your kid, or would you just kill him? If well, it depends. Like, are they just are they just eating them for fun? Yeah, he's like Jeffrey Dahmering him. He's like got half yeah, of his. Personally, this is just me. Wouldn't be cool with it. Okay. All right. I would now if it's a case where it's like, oh, they they had some dirt on me and 
no, there's no. They there's were like no. an. They were an asshole, and I like. I, this is the only way. There's no case where the only way is devouring somebody. Oh yeah, eating. No, okay. no, that would be my first okay, question. Okay. If they were like, no, if they did, oh, they had some dirt. <laughs> if they said they had some dirt on me, so I had to kill them. My first question, I would look at them and be like, "Did you eat any of them? <laughs> Tell me the truth. Do you try a piece?" And if they were like, "No," I'd be like, "All right, let's figure this out." Man. All right. <laughs> I'll work with you then. So we see his father getting ready to stab Rui, but he opened his eyes just in time, kills his parents, and decides his family must have been fake because this had not been a real familial bond. Yeah, it's tough because we don't have kids, Ronnie. We, we don't. We don't have spouses. We don't. Have, we are kids, though. Or we, like, were. We were. And I would... It would be, I don't know, man. I just feel like if my kid did something wrong, it'd be hard to turn him in. Now, if he was sitting there just like snacking out on a guy's liver, then, exactly. you know, it'd be the easy. Eating, the eating really, it draws a hard line, I find. But if he just had beef with somebody and accidentally killed him, it would be hard for me to turn him in for that, you know? Yeah. Like if he like punched somebody like in self-defense, kind of. Okay, what is this cookie cutter story like? All right, so just say like just say your this. son can. Oh, um, you know, we it was just we got into a disagreement. And I punched him, and he had uh, so he had past epilepsy problems, and he went into a seizure and died. Yeah, or just say this. Like, of course, you'd be like, oh, well, I'm not gonna just like take you straight to the. Yeah, but what if what if he did this though? He's getting bullied a little bit, but he's also like kind of mean to the person, and he just walks up behind the guy and just hits him in the back of the head with a hammer. Okay, how about that? That's more of a you know. That's I would want are, to I would don't want him to I don't want to see are, him go away. Are they asking for your help or are they like I've already taken care of it? You just I just needed to tell somebody and now you just need to go through the rest of your life knowing this. That that, that one then I would just you be like, "All right, let's catch the game, dude." <laughs> <laughs> That's a familial bond. Yeah. That really is. Now, if I start getting involved my Stress would get might get the best of me. I'm like, all right, we should maybe just. Yeah. Now, if you're a kid, don't don't do that. Don't put the pressure on them. Just don't let them know. I think that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. As a kid, don't do that. Don't even put them in that situation. As he is sitting out in the moonlight, his mother, who hasn't quite died yet, apologizes for not giving him a strong, healthy body. And that's sad. Man. That makes this, me sad. This is where I really felt for the mom and for him, because the one thing. Like, I, I make fun of your height sometimes. Not not in a mean way or anything. It's just, like, something that I say. You can't help it, though. It was just the way you came out of your mother's... Are you blaming my mother for my... <laughs> I'm not blaming your mother. I'm saying your mom is, you know, I'm probably thinking, man, I wish that I just had Ronnie's legs develop longer, Lee. Do you know how many nights when I've came home... And being like, I'm just not, like, natural selection is getting the best of me. I'm not tall enough to find a mate. And she cries, and she's like, I just wish I could have given you a healthier body. She just starts tearing up, and it's like, I just wish I could have given you a lengthier frame. Yeah. She's a, and then she goes, I've heard people that are lengthy make others work harder. And I'm just like, I just start crying like Darwinism. <laughs> But you are the national uh, height average, so it's not like you're... Thank you, yeah. Yeah, I'm not... See, that's what I'm saying, though. This kid's if, a little if things bit different. Get wor- yeah, if things get worse enough, bad enough, I'll just relocate. And you heard about that knee surgery, right? There's a surgery to make you taller. I'm thinking about it. I'm so thinking about it. If this podcast pops off, we start making millions. Join the Patreon. Yeah, we'll make a tier for that. It just says "Get Ronnie Knee Surgery to Be Taller," and it's Patreon.com/slash/PodcastChronic. But yeah. and also, I'm I'm five one. It's not even that big of an issue. Like it starts with a five. It's literally good. the the national height average for midgets. I mean, we. So we then cut back to the father who is apologizing for having to kill Rui, and is basically saying this is rarely. I mean, this is a rare thing. It's a child murder. It's a child murder parent suicide. That's how you understood it, right? 
Yeah, and that's uh, what I was saying is that actually is a true familial bond. That situation yeah. right there. I would do that if I saw my kid just snacking out on a on a brain or a liver from a guy he just killed. I think I'd kill him and then kill myself. Yeah, I think the that's, child murder, parent suicide. Yeah, I think that is one of the ways to go. If that, like, if you messed up that bad, and it depends too. If he's cooking it, if he's taking the time to cook the liver or to cook the brain, I'm gonna be like, whoa, like you're taking it a little too far. If he's just eating it raw, I might think that. Like, even if they wait long enough to get out of my house before they start, you know, consuming people, there were signs early on that I missed. Yeah. Like, people might be like, oh, well, they weren't doing it under your house. Like, it's not your fault. It's like, no, I've got to take some yeah. of the blame here. Yeah. Now, this is a whole different case because, yeah, he just recently got Yeah, it. this is completely different. Do you think, though, that... Like serial killers and stuff. Do you think their parents knew when they were little that they had something going on, or do you think most of the time their oh, parents are such think, shitty parents that it? Oh well, I think there's probably a little bit of both. I think there's probably a perfect storm situation a lot of the times. But I bet there's some cases where the parents were fine. Yeah, I think so just, too. I think so too. It's got to be weird, man. But that does make me think. What is? We still don't really know. I now I'm thinking. Did the body? That he had the parents caught him with, was that like one of his siblings? I think it was his uncle or something. Are you just saying? I mean, you no. I think it really was like a family member, but I don't want to say it was a sibling. I want to say it was because that would make even more. Because I'm thinking, I'm like, we didn't see enough to try and figure out why he still had. I mean, we know the familial bond. He killed his parents. I think that set him off on that path. But do you think he was like had issues beforehand, or that? demon's blood just really like triggers something in someone nezuko for example i imagine she was a you know well-mannered sweet girl and now she's you know she had some urges but we were working through them and now she's a pretty well-mannered sweet demon yeah she also got like hypnotized or whatever and she yeah she did get hypnotized by that guy with a red penis on his mask yeah red rock so i don't know miss that guy so it's interesting Anyways, he realizes too late that it had been a genuine bond and he had severed it. Muzan, he floats into the scene. I just noticed that. Okay. I went back and watched and it, they, were, they played it very coy. It was a very coy playing of the scene because they just cut to his feet lightly touching the ground. Okay. And I was like, did this guy just float into the... <laughs> he did. I think this motherfucker can fly. In classic bad guy mentor stuff here, he blames the parents for not accepting Rui's new lifestyle. <laughs> you know? Uh, Just he's like, listen, they knew, we told them, like, you were going to have to eat some people. If they're not cool with that, then... Now, is this just straight-up manipulation from him, or is he genuinely thinking he did a good thing for this kid and is, like, a little peeved off that the parents weren't... I, I don't think so. I think he's manipulating him. And the reason I say that is because I'm still under the impression that either he's pulling a fast one on his wife and child or at least the child. Okay. Like, we still don't know if the wife knows that he's a demon. I mean, he lied and was like, oh, I got a business meeting. I'm on the f- side of the fence that she's also fooled. Yeah. But I don't know for sure yet. I mean, he's a... He's a very charismatic man. Well, D-man. So, that was how Rui had to think to keep moving forward at all. He, like, pushed all those thoughts back and was just like, oh, screw my parents. They they did it to themselves. And then back in real time, his headless corpse is reaching for the, uh, the bond that Tanji and Nezuko have as he disintegrates. Yeah, and Tanji feels bad for him. He can, he can sniff. He can sniff the regret. He's in like, the... oh, there's there's a lot of uh, regret in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not as ashy as it usually is. It's very regretty. So he dies. His soul goes into a like a limbo area where he meets back up with his parents who are no longer faceless. That's the other thing, too. Is What was up with that? And all the uh, flashbacks, they had no face until he gets to the limbo play i oh it was because he had to he had the thoughts of like oh wow i had this real bond i killed him 
but then Muzon came along, so he had to like disconnect with all those Ooh, emotions. I like it. Very lit teacher of you. Professional. That's why um, he did it. But then they said, he goes, am I going to go to hell because of what he's done? And they're like, even if you do, I'll go with you. Yeah. Which... They're, like, they're like, we don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know yet. And they're just like making this scared face. Um, but yeah. I like to think too, though, that maybe he's not because he didn't do anything when he wasn't a demon. Maybe, I don't, it just, I don't know. I don't know how this world is set up. If there even is a heaven and hell, he might just be saying that. And they're right. I mean, it seems like because then it would literally just be. I feel like at some point you got to make a call and be like, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I know you're all right before, but you killed a lot of people. You got to go to hell. Yeah. What if you? Because what if he was the, just like, yeah, you're going. They're like, we're just saying goodbye to you. <laughs> because if not, it would literally only be the first demon who goes to hell. Everyone else was made from someone, right? Yeah. Then you just got a bunch of demons up in heaven. It's like, which well, or, like or they, they just revert back yeah, to the they revert back human. To yeah. Still, I'm not thrilled seeing them there. If I'm no, I'm just saying that now. So, what did you think of all this? I actually really liked his backstory. Okay, it was one of the like. I don't know what it is about this show. A lot of the backstories with these demons, I'm not. It doesn't hit me. Right, we talked about it. This one, it's not like it hit me into a point where I was like, oh, getting real emotional or anything, but I thought it was well done. See, I th- I thought it was well done as well. <clears throat> I just, I don't know why, like literally he was beheaded and then they gave it to us. I just feel like if they had been able to well, put some of the- this in the earlier stuff. Yeah. Like when they, when Tanji first walks up and talks about like the forged bond. And then like cuts the his sister's head off. Like I feel like we could have flashed back then and seen like part of it. But, but then him not remembering though would that mess that up? Yeah, I guess that could like mess part of it up. The fact that he only remembered some of it after he died, and they talked about that. But also, you could just take that part out that he yeah. didn't remember. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? That he didn't remember part of it. I just yeah, you could just be like he just. All of a sudden, it all comes to him at the end, like right. how it actually was. Because we obviously know some of it he was pushing back, and then I don't think he really reconnected with it until he was in that limbo space with his parents, and you could see his face I was talking about. So I, I guess that's just my only gripe, is that we went through all that, and now he's already dead and like dissolving in front of our eyes, and then we take nine minutes to go back and kind of... Yeah. Which it does, and it's not all for naught either, because some of it is Muzan character building. Mm-hmm. So I, overall, I liked it. I just was kind of like, could they have done it a little bit better in some spots? Um. So anyways, we seem to put a bow on all that. Tanji is dealing with a lot of emotions. And Giyu steps up to say, hey, cut that bullshit out. Yeah. Don't grieve over that guy. All business. Straight business. So we know how he thinks about it. He's like, I don't care if he was a award-winning friend yeah. before it's it's the same way that shinobu thinks about about it she said she was like how many people did you kill to mm-hmm. uh, the demon then the demon was like oh well i was forced to do this you know they don't give a fuck the hashiras do not care they're straight business we're taking them out he represents the assholes in the audience such as myself yeah are you on his side are you a Moratanji guy? No, I mean no. After you see what Rui did, then no. But like the Nezuko thing, though, and you know how he was like at first, like no fuck. Yeah. When he first saw her in like the first few episodes, he was trying to kill her. That one, I think a little bit differently because she technically hadn't killed any humans yet. But when you see in live action them slaughtering people, mm-hmm. you can't really feel. Right, because at that remorse. point she was very feral. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, Tanji, he probably has the healthier view. He says he will never hesitate using his blade on those who threaten innocent people, but he will also grieve for those who lost themselves and fell victim to these evil ways. Mm-hmm. And it does. It is sad because the whole thing that we saw is that this kid was literally just a make a wish kid. 
before all this right. happened. He says they're not demons at all. They are hopeless souls, tragic creatures. Very poetic. Now, what does that make moves on, though? I, I mean... If, they, if they're all like that, is Muzan, is he the same way as them? Yeah, I mean, Muzan will be interesting because we already, like, with Muzan, Tanji already has a personal grudge against him. But, I mean, in theory, it should, he should feel the same way. Yeah. But I think that might be where we find some discrepancies in his train of thought. Yeah, and it's also, I hope... I mean, I'm sure we'll get this by the end of the show. There's what? I think there's a lot left. There's two seasons that are out. I think it's like supposed to go on for even maybe five seasons or something along okay. those lines. Hopefully by the end we find out how Muzan even became a demon like at all. Yeah, I think we will too. Okay. Um, so Giyu, <clears throat> Giyu is then shocked to see Nezuko is still around. What did you think of that little beat? It was like, <laughs> he didn't even... Or they like, it's hilarious that he didn't even notice that Tanjiro was that kid from a few years back. Like he he was like, wait a minute, it's you two again. Oh, yeah, he didn't even was... recognize him. Yeah, okay. He was so focused on taking out Rui, so he just got called to help, and he was just going. Yeah, he, no he didn't know it was them. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. And then as Shinobu comes flying in to attack, ne- or she comes flying in to attack Nezuko, but is blocked off by Giyu. Giyu. And she asked, what is he doing? Because he was the one who told her they never befriend demons. And they then show Shinobu and put a caption by her that says, evil demon. Did you see that? Yeah. What's up with that? I think they're just saying, like, she's such a, uh, she's so sinister secretly that it's kind of just like a Japanese, like, anime thing. Okay. Oh. I mean, poor choice of words since there's actual demons. I know. I think it was just like to try to be funny. Okay. I thought that was very weird. So I'll have to. Well, culture up. Refer to your judgment on that one. If that, hey, it was very bad if that's what they were trying to do. You just don't understand culture. Like, oh, let's add some text here. This will be hilarious. You don't understand culture. She's an evil demon because she's trying to. You're like, oh, I don't remember seeing that in Harry Potter's. She's like, oh, she's trying to do her job, so she's an evil demon. Stupid. We come back from the calling card, and Lady Kacho, a.k.a. Shinobu, they call her Lady Kacho, has made an effective antidote that all the ninja medics Chad doesn't care about are using <laughs> on the bodies out in the woods. We learn a lot about these people. We do. And I'm glad we do. No, Because I don't. have always said... That don't, these mysterious folks don't need a do backstory. That. You were like, oh yeah, Ronnie. It's just the it's the way of thinking. Just whatever they put on screen. Just be like, oh, I don't need them to explain any of that. There's just twenty people coming to clean up the forest. Well, and you know who we have explain it for us? Lord Zenitsu himself. God. So ha. They're slowly lowering Zenitsu down, and then this. I mean, this pissed me off. All of this really. Because they have one of these guys wrapped up like a mummy after giving the antidote. And the guy's like, all right, uh, that's all of them. We will let that sink in for a bit. And everyone should be good. Everyone should be good to go. Even though they all were getting like their necks snapped. No, no, it wasn't. Are these the spider babies? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, the people with the neck snapped, they're done. They're they're dead. Uh, but that okay. That's why I knew you were gonna get so mad at this, and I'm like, he's gonna think that all those people that died are coming back, but no. All those people it's are dead. It's the little spider babies. It's the little spider babies and the people that were like okay. poisoned but not yet one. There's okay. a few that were like on the verge. That makes it a little better for sure. Okay. Yeah, at the time I was like, What are they doing? <laughs> I knew. See, that was. I even put in here like Ronnie's gonna throw a temper tantrum. <laughs> I was. I was ready to throw a temper tantrum. And then back with the other gang, Shinobu and Tomioka, Tomiaka are arguing whether or not people like him. <laughs> Dude, I put right here. This is pretty funny, but just looking at Giyu, I might have said this before, but he, when I was a he kid, he looks a lot like me. He looks nothing like you. Okay. Never once have I even thought about. I just. Saying, I mean, if I did my hair like that, I think. When I was a kid, and if this guy was in a video game, I would choose him as my character. You'd be every all over time. him. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. Every single time. I agree. 
Shinobu is introduced introduced to Nezuko, and her heart is touched that this is Tanji's sister, so she's prepared to kill her gently. She's she's gonna give her a poison. She's like, that just slowly it's your sister. Her. Okay, well I'll just I'll be gentle. I'll be so gentle. She's a scary lady, man. Very. She's scary. not scary. It's a, the way she says things is scary. She's just a calm. She's very calm. But in a scary I would love way, for her to. That, gi- I would yeah. love for her to do like give me a surgery. That's the scariest women are the ones. It's not the ones that freak out and like go into rage mode and all that stuff because you know what you're gonna get with those. It's the ones that are calm, collective, and they'll kill you in your sleep. Those women are who you got to be afraid of. Well, I'm just. I'm leaving myself open to those women because I think she's just lovely. And she'll cut you open. She's timeless, even. I mean, she's doing the right thing given her situation, so I, how am I supposed to be mad at her? Like, yeah, you're, you're literally a demon slayer. She's a demon. You don't know anything about her. You're supposed to kill her. But do you... Okay, so what about Giyu taking up for him? What do you I mean, think about that? It's interesting. I like it. I like it's it Because I don't know why he... I mean, he's doing it, obviously, because his sensei had helped them out and sees that they're still around. So he's like, well, if my sensei did that, he's like, maybe I think my that's My sensei, why. and he's like, I let them go to talk yeah. to my sensei, and they've made it this far, and they seem to have, you know, have it go. And he might even be like, like, oh, something weird. Like, the fact that Tanji was even able to survive this long against that guy tells me something about either him or the, the two of them together. Yeah. So yeah, he's trying to help Tanji get her out of here, and Gyu's breaking some serious core rules. Unfortunately, because this is your just no befriending demons, no protecting demons, no fighting with other comrades. Sometimes you gotta bend the rules, though. Tanji starts running away. He's in a lot of pain. Uh, while he's doing that, Nezuko becomes alert as Shinobu and Gyu start to fight. She eventually says, you know, this is a waste of time and starts soaring through the woods. For some reason, my notes say the street. There wasn't a street inside. It was very woody. (laughs) And then this was so confusing to me. Luckily, I was paying a lot of attention. Some other chick is just randomly here. Yeah, I call her Butterfly Junior. Butterfly Junior, thank you for being so creative with that one. I think that's super. I didn't know what else to call her. I mean, I feel like that was. No, I call her. People know it. I call her. Uh, butterfly something as well I, they tried to pull a fast one on me what was up with this editing they look too much alike uh well if you honestly if you're an avid watcher of the show and you pay attention to what's going on you know that uh shinobu she's busy fighting giyu so this obviously wasn't her it's they, not they stopped fighting yeah and they're standing there talking she starts flying off and then and here's the Giyu's thing. running after her, and the, the kimono, next thing you know, this girl comes from the trees to kim- like attack Tanji. Kimono is completely different. The, they are different, and she doesn't have purple hair. The eyes are different. Like there are different things, but you just jumped very quickly into it, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Whoa!" She looks different, <laughs> Whoa. Than and I was like, "Oh, she is different." So yeah, I mean, they tried. Does to pull she look fast familiar one. to you? No, I know what they're getting ready to say, but no, I, I wasn't like, "Oh, I've seen her before." Okay, well, that I just remember your comments about her during the selection yeah. process, and I was like, "Oh, he's gonna catch on to this because you even said something along the lines of uh, something about a butterfly." I feel like back then I might have there. There was just too much going on, and too okay. many other people have came in that I didn't even think like, "Oh, she was part of our final selection group." So Nezuko, she shrinks to help dodge the attacks from this demon slayer. Elsewhere, Gyu has, in fact, caught Shinobu because boys rule and girls drool, mm-hmm. I think is why that was able to happen. I was going to be a little angry if he he was not able to do this. Yeah. Were you? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, even though, like, it was funny visually because he's just running on the ground and she's basically, like, flying through the air. Might as well. But, like, we just saw him take care of... Yeah. Uh, Ruiz. So now if she's can best him. It's like, why are we even worried about these demons? Like we've mm-hmm. got it under control. Uh, she's still re- reading off the rule book to him. <laughs> she's got it memorized. I respect someone who can uh, retain information that well. And Giyu gets ready to launch into a story, but is stopped as Shinobu has a pair of knife shoes on. 
<laughs> yeah. as she moves for an attack. She's getting ready to skate. Betty Croker comes in. Message, message from headquarters. Betty, Betty, Betty. This seems like Betty Croker the third too. This is you don't even, think it's our normal Betty Croker? I don't Betty think Croker? this is the original. I think it's Betty Croker the third. I'm, and that makes me sad. Maybe, but maybe he's one of Betty Croker's uh, disciples, and he sent him. I just wish, like, and why do you think it? Just because it sounded a little different. You think it sounded the different? The tone was a little different. We now we see Butterfly Junior's bird elsewhere, and it's different. Like it doesn't. It's like a different kind of bird, or like different feathers. Something's different about it that you can easily tell it apart. So I'm really hoping this is Betty Croker. Because okay. I don't need a bunch of clones of Betty Croker to like try and combat unless its Betty Croker is cloning them himself. Now Betty Croker is the you know overlord of a cloning yeah. crow operation that we have a storyline about later. I'm fine with that, but otherwise I'll yeah. be pretty upset because I love him. So Tanji and Nezuko are to be taken into custody and taken back to headquarters. This message is also passed along to Demon Slayer Girl number two. That's what I had her name. Okay. <laughs> Much more creative. <laughs> Much create more creative than Butterfly Jr. Um, the medics get Tanji ready and they find Nosuke where I'm vindicated. I'm vindic- Some of you were laughing at me. Chaz was did. your ringleader. This annoyed the piss out of me right Chaz here. Chaz was y'all's ringleader, and other people were like, yeah, I just don't know if uh, Ronnie's paying attention like he used to because he got pretty fooled by that. <laughs> nope, nope, fuck you for ever trying to make me feel like a fool. Yeah, you're you're on the same level as the fucking rooks in the, the, the med team. I'm in the Good world. Job. I'm in there. <laughs> The Demon Slayer medics, who I'm sure have seen everything. You know, they've seen everything in the books. Not a lot gets by them. They walk up to Nosuke, poke his mask, and go, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it's a mask! There, There's actually a human under here! <sighs> and Nosuke, who's barely hanging on, is mad because by himself he could not defeat a single demon. It is pretty... It's pretty upsetting when you really think about it. He didn't do much this entire time. No, he was pretty useless. Yeah. Um, which I mean, he that was a. I mean, I don't know. It was. Well, a he wasn't big, useless. But. It was a big guy, but as far as levels go, he wasn't really anything. He was just big. Well, Tanji couldn't even take him down though. Yeah. I mean, he was doing a better job than Nosuke, but he didn't like necessarily. Like he got thrown away by that guy. He did get thrown <laughs> away pretty far. Like I don't know, it wasn't so, like that guy was a like a super low level. Or yeah, anything. it wasn't. He was no pushover. Yeah, he would have been very hard to push over. He was very big, but still, it would be a hard L today yeah. for us. Okay. Uh, we Zenitsu wrapped up like a mummy. He's received his injection. He's you know slowly on the come up, and turns out the young butterfly girl. Eh? I like it. How about that? was back at the final selection. YBG. And one of the medics asked if they should take the injured back to the Butterfly Mansion. Um, yes, please. Butterfly <laughs> Mansion would definitely Ooh. like to see that. Hope there's a lot of them girls there. And thank you, Zenitsu. He will now tell us about this cleanup crew. I needed it. Chad didn't. And I'm glad the show was also like, well, we got it. We can't just not explain them. It's like, that's absurd. Only... Only low-level intellects would not care about where these 20 people coming to clean up the mess came from. They are the Kakushis. Kakush. They clean up after Demon Slayer battles. Most members are people who have no swordsmanship skills. Um, But pretty dope that they were sent to an active battle scene. Yeah, that is true. It's like it's not like it was cleaned up yet. Like, no, fighting was still ongoing. I mean, they were still like in the thick of it. But I guess they were brought there though with two Hashiras. So yeah, that's... that's true as well. So finally, the sun co- the sun comes crawling up, putting an end to this very long evening. I mean, how many episodes did this span? Yeah. I mean, we're at 21. I know at least back, I think, at like 16. Is all like night. We, it was an all, we pulled an all-nighter. Um, and how, I wonder, too, how they know, like, how do you get sent? 
how do they pick which Hashira to send on a certain mission? I mean, it might just be who who's available to you at the time. And Maybe they you... work on a rotation. Okay. Because obviously it had not. They didn't have any sort of connection with. I mean, that's the thing. Like, how would they even? So how does that work? Is are the crows just like so? Tanji and them get there. They were like the backup for the initial wave. Then they get into a mess. Was Betty Croker just like hovering up there, seeing how things were going? They're like, oh god, we got to get even more people. I guess I don't know. And they're like, all right, we'll send them out. Got to croak out. Let me croak out of here real quick and get some more. And it just seems tough because it's like, try. There's no good way for them to travel. Everything is going to take some time. Luckily, Giyu, I guess, was pretty close. Okay, yeah, I guess he, he, he might have just been night. the closest. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Uh, yeah, relative to distance, sort of thing. Tanji wakes up where he is in the presence of a real cast of characters. These are the Hashiras. And I yeah. gotta say, they all look pretty sick. They all look so fucking cool. They're so vibrant. Very excited to meet them. They all look like characters you're picking in a video game. There's not a bad choice. Like, yeah. There's not a bad choice. I started to like choose a favorite, couldn't do it. Then I started to like type about each one, and then I was like, oh, we're gonna meet him next episode. I don't even need to worry about that. I need to just sit in the awesomeness for now. Yeah. So, yeah. Very now, as of two episodes ago, I was like, "Oh God, I don't even know what we're gonna do with like the rest of the season." Now, I get to meet these guys. You're excited, aren't you? I knew when you were saying that two episodes ago, when you were crying about it and complaining about the show. I, and I was you complaining. Like, I was more questioning. I was like, "Oh, he's gonna." Just I was give just him two like, episodes. "Oh, it's interesting. I just don't know what. Where do we go from here?" Now I know. We're at the, I hope this is the Butterfly Mansion. Okay. I hope that we're not just taking the injured people to the Butterfly Mansion and Tanji got taken here. I hope it's all... I hope it's full of women. He went to the headquarters. They were going to the Butterfly Mansion. So if I don't see the Butterfly Mansion, gonna be angry. Okay. Hopefully it's a case where we cut back and forth. Tanji's at headquarters, Zenitsu's at the Butterfly Mansion recovering. Because I better see it. All right? A headquarter meeting, though. How how cool is that? They're all gonna be there. Because I'm, yeah. I'm sure they're not there all the time, like, together. And Tanji's, but it's like, this is such an important event, and Nezuko and Tanji have been called in that, like, this is a, like a jury meeting, hopefully. This, I'm glad to see, because it just displays more organization than I was starting to think they had. Like, everything was kind of just, like, loosey-goosey, it felt like, for a while there. But yeah, it's like Tanji's basically going to have to stand trial, and we're going to have to decide if we're cool with this whole Nezuko thing or not. And we'll get a uh, actual blind man. And actual, uh, spoiler alert. It's not spoiler. Why are you you've, saying that? You've seen this guy multiple times. The the guy that owns like the crows or the the birds. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Actually blind. Yeah, and then I'm wondering if Red Rocket's gonna make a trip over here. So hope to Ooh, see him again. Red Rocket. So email us at the podcast chronicles at gmail dot com. Uh, join the Patreon, the Discord. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Chronic. Do it. I've been Ronnie. Twitter, almost at 300. So close. I've been Chazzy. I can taste it. Ronnie, peace. Peace.